It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today, an ode to a Vikings legend. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I'm still deciding whether or not to take a pay cut or hit the market. Hey, this is Arif Hassan with Pro Football Network. New concerns have arisen about Sam's ability to tell certain people apart. Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. 45 days, 8 hours, 8 minutes until the NFL draft. But who's counting, guys? Who's counting? Not me. All right, you've used up your quota of that right. intro. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> over. Well, I, mean, he, I think he could do it 30 days from. It's a bit, Sam. But like 15 bit. days from now. Yeah. Um, also, I bet we have some free agency breaking news coming up on the Minnesota Football Party. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings Insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. Happy tampering, everybody. Welcome to the Minnesota Football Party on a Monday. What a weekend. Um, what a week it's going to be. The tampering period started one minute ago, and the Vikings lost the most legendary head coaching figure in their franchise history. So we will get to all of that. We will talk Bud Grant. Uh, the Vikings cut a surprise starter on defense on Friday. We will react to that. They've got restructures galore right now. Um, Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Arif Hassan joining me, Sam Ekstrom on the Minnesota football party, which is presented by FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel at the FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. First piece of breaking news from the tampering window. We are going to wear this sound effect out. Braun. Tom Brady tweets. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. My, that time will come, but it's not now. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. I I checked so hard for that to be a fake. For a minor league team or something like that? <laughs> no way. In the, in the Rays farm system? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so bored with it. There's, I'm so... That's not... There's no... He's not coming back to professional football. We, we finally figured that. out... We finally found something that could continually beat Tom Brady, and it's divorce. I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, lesser men have been battered by as much. Hold on. Hold on. Is this real? Did you get faked? Is this Luke? last? Oh, did I get faked? It was last year. Shoot. I got <laughs> Oh, this would have been his 24th season. That's what. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, that's all that's right. how I knew it was fake. Right. Me Ooh. too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say the whole day out now. Yeah. We're yeah. not editing that out either. That's going to stay in. Oh, I got to own that. Oof. Yeah. Well, Big. Welcome to you tampering week. Yeah. You know, when, yep. when, you, when you accidentally retweet a, uh, a fake or a misleading tweet, you can at least unretweet it. This is on the record. Luke. That's on the record. I'm I'm smoked. Oh, yeah. Let's try this one. Vikings have restructured the deals of Jordan Hicks and Chris Reed 
joining uh, Ross Blacklock, who I think was on Friday, as they continue to penny pinch their way to cap compliance. Uh, Jordan Hicks. That's I think that's the lead there. Jordan Hicks returning to the Vikings. Um, Inman, your thoughts? Yeah, cap space, man. Any way you can get it. I think we talked about this scenario too when we talked about Kendricks and Hicks. We just assumed both of them would probably be gone, but Hicks for sure. I think we we're all in the same mindset the day the season ended. Jordan Hicks, probably the most easiest cut, clear five, five and a half, six million cap space right out the gate. But as the weeks kind of went on and then Kendricks went, it was like, all right, we got to think about this here. They got to keep somebody, right? So maybe Jordan Hicks was the guy that maybe after a restructure, you clear a little bit of cap space, you pair him up with the young Asamoah. Wasn't that crazy of an option to begin with. So I like it, clearing some cap space here and there. And again, got to fill up this 53-man roster somehow. Jordan Hicks, as much as we wanted to kind of move on from him, obviously limited in the passing game, passing coverage, things like that. At least he gives you the cliche veteran leader, at least on first and second down. Still a good tackler, good run defender. Uh, any other thoughts from you, Arif, on this? And then I want to talk Dantzler. Uh, my guess is that the restructure essentially puts him into a cap environment where you feel like he is a backup. You don't feel pressured to start him. They're going to bring somebody in, I think, probably to compete for that spot because I think that having a Hicks-Osamoa front line uh, is, is not ideal. I think that you want to have um, a little bit more proven talent there. Uh, the Vikings let go of another highly drafted cornerback a la Mike Hughes, reaches the last year of his deal. Vikings wave him. They get nothing for him. Cam Dantzler gone as of Friday. Uh, The Cam Dantzler legacy, it really fizzled. It fizzled because it started out here, and he was a week one starter his rookie year. Then he lost competitions to Brashad Breland and to Duke Shelley, and now he's off the team. Worries, Luke Braun, that this is a Mike Hughes situation and the Vikings may regret this move thanks to their dearth of depth. Do the Vikings regret the do, Mike yeah, Hughes do, move? I, I don't think they regret the Mike that Hughes year. Move. I think we all regretted that, didn't we? Didn't we? No, say? I, was pushing, I was pushing back on the show that he like because you were looking at his PFF grade and and Luke and I were both saying, oh yeah, look at the this number thing- of snaps he keeps on getting yeah. benched. He's only played like a hundred snaps. Yeah, sure, he has a good PFF grade, but he's not playing well with kansas we're talking about kansas city mike hughes right not yeah. detroit yeah he got mike, a rookie yeah and then that, detroit mike hughes i i remind you he gave up the game-winning touchdown week three to kj osborne like directly punishing the lions and no, sam we, i remember we were, we were the mixed emotions you were going through because i remember we all saw that game ceiling interception like week two or week three in kansas city we're all kind of shaking our head bumming out but it. As the weeks went on and the season unfolded and then even last year as well, yeah, I don't think a lot of people really regretted it too much. But early on, yeah, it seemed like, oh, no, what have we done? Dan, so, Arif, you're on record saying you don't think Dantzler was good. I, I don't think he was a fit with this coaching staff. I don't think he was a fit with most coaching staffs. There was something there that just didn't really vibe. Um, but I also don't think he was a bad football player. And you're penny-pinching. This is a cap move. Right, you're saving a couple million in salary cap space. I don't know, but you're penny pinching on a a fourth year player that I think still has upside. I that's think, why I don't love it. I, I think if it was only cap related, yeah, you'd have a pretty good point. I suspect it's more than that. As as Luke pointed out on Twitter, Luke Braun pointed out on Twitter, this dude got benched in three consecutive years. Right, um, he missed the end of the season for a personal issue. I don't know what that is. And I, I hope that he's all right, but. It would not shock me if whatever that was was related to why the Vikings 
didn't want him in the facility anymore. Um, I'm guessing it was both the combination of the fact that he kept on getting benched and was not playing very well. Um, although I will say last year was the was by far the best year that he's had him, and he he had some pretty significant upgrades. Biggest issue was miscommunication. Um, but I would not be shocked if there is something aside from cap space that they're paying attention to with this move. Fair enough. It, that's fair enough. Um, Luke Braun, your thoughts? I, so I think it was on the show. I thought he was going to be a camp cut for you, those yes. reasons. I should have found the receipt, the receipt on that because <laughs> you did call this. You thought he was going to be toast in camp. He got midseason benched three years in a row, and he got midseason benched for Holton Hill, Bashad Breland, and Duke Shelley. Now, let, let, I just want to be fair to Cam. Year one, wasn't he hurt four times? Was he benched in his Is, first year? Uh, I mean, I yes and no. I thought he was healthy and then like didn't get the job back. Yeah, but when I, he returned to health, he didn't get the job back, if I'm remembering correctly. But also... Yeah. I feel like the injury issue is also potentially related to absolutely between yeah. that and then the off the field stuff. It was the neck last year, but Arif's right. Like all of a sudden you're just missing games for personal issues. That's a huge red flag, especially given where he was at in his career. It was really kind of do or die, put up or shut up at that point. I think Arif got it, it nailed it. It was just like, what? it depends on the nature of the personal issue. I don't want to like speculate if like something like no. tragic happened and we don't know. And the Vikings actually gave him dispensation or something like that. But I feel like it's a, it's potentially a piece to the puzzle. I, I would say on Dantzler, just reporters instinct. Dantzler was not great. At accountability. Um, Dantzler thought he was good when he came in year one. And I don't know if he ever recognized why he was getting benched. And that that's problematic because then if you are offended that you're getting benched and don't acknowledge your own issues, then I think that's where you run into clashes with coaching staffs, hurt feelings, wanting to be out of the organization. Um, that's, that's another my- possible contributing factor. My read on that is almost the opposite because the way he played betrayed such a lack of confidence. I think his confidence got shaken. And I, and I think this was, you know, uh, late stage Mike Zimmer nonsense breaking his brain in two. And I don't think he recovered. But like the thing that was wrong with him the most was that he didn't trust his cushion. When you play off corner as a cornerback, you want to often be flat footed unless you're going up against a super speedster, you're doing a game plan thing. Um, he would bail out so fast that you could catch a 12 yard out in front of him and he wouldn't contest it at all. And that to me looks like a cornerback that doesn't have confidence and I, you know, circumstances worked against him, multiple coaching staffs, multiple position coaches, a lot of change in turmoil, um, and that's what, like I wonder if a fresh start is the best possible thing for him where he can just kind of get out of all of that baggage and just like go be the guy he was at in, in college. Um, but obviously, you know, all of that remains to be seen. And if he does go somewhere in ball for that reason, I kind of feel like, well, that wouldn't have happened here. And Sam, to your point too, like missed five games, it looks like in 2020's rookie year, five games in 2021, six games last year. And it wasn't just like, all right, tweaked your hammy, you're out six weeks. It was like 
play a game, miss two games, play two games, miss three games. It was just kind of off and on, never really got that momentum Mm -hmm. or found comfortable in his footing in this defense. It it just didn't feel like. Yeah, all that's fair. Um, I think we, okay, let's put that on the back burner. Let's talk about Bud. Bud Grant passes away age 95. 158 wins as Vikings coach, four Super Bowl appearances. Let's turn to our historian, Luke Braun. Uh, the the number one piece of Bud's legacy to you, Luke. What do you think? I think he is Minnesota football, if not Minnesota sports, since he was a Laker too when back in the fifties. Um, I I don't know if that's like a piece of his legacy, but that's like the thing that stands out the most. Um, and you can still see his influence on the Vikings to this day there's a lot of like a lot of the stuff that people and people are pretty upset with the Wilfs about like well they won't let him tank they won't let him be bad and all that stuff listen to Bud Grant talk about the 80s when he was about to retire and he talked about well you know we went we went eight and eight and that felt like a pretty good spot so I felt you know good enough to retire and he felt like very satisfied with with eight and eight as a respectable place to be and I feel like if if a, if a coach came out and said that right now, uh, they would mm-hmm. probably get thrown off of a volcano. But that there is some there is a wisdom to that where, and I and I think fans have sort of lost it. Where I think they think of eight and eight as well, you might as well have been you know two and fifteen and gotten a higher draft pick. Um. But remember, an eight and eight team is only two wins away from a ten and six team, or I guess an eight, nine, ten and seven, whatever. Uh, and you know, a team, you know, you look at the Bears right now, and everybody's so excited about them, and I'm very sick of hearing about it. Please contact me when they have an NFL roster, and maybe they can acquire one with all of those assets. But we'll see how that goes. You didn't even know the Bears could run the ball. Come on. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to apologize to the Bears. They don't deserve that. Win one of your last 10 games and then we'll talk. Um but I, I don't know. There there is an influence that Bud Grant has had on this organization that has extended beyond his retirement in 1985. Um and I think the reason that the Vikings land so high in like all-time wins and stuff, and you know they're always the the, the team that's won the most, but has I think part of the reason that they are that outlier is to Bud Grant's credit as an an influence on the Vikings, and not to mention he just is a man purely made of winter, and what, like what a great identity for the Minnesota team. Encapsulate what Minnesota football is and Minnesota football fans too. The bio is just incredible too. Three sport athlete coming out of high school enlists in the war, comes home, gets drafted by the Lakers playing in the NBA before he gets drafted by the Eagles. You can't even make that up. If you try, then obviously takes over as a coach late sixties, six twenty winning percentage, which is pretty wild, pretty out of this world. One fifty eight ninety 90 record. And I mean, just to echo Luke, like I think what fans loved about him the most just how well he kind of encapsulated and just represented the state of Minnesota when you think that old-school, diehard Minnesota football fans love to hunt, love to fish, gives us maybe the most iconic moment in franchise history when he walks out for that coin toss in 2015, the sub-degree temps with the short-sleeve polo at 
85 something years old. And as a coach, it sounded like players just wanted to run through the brick wall for him. And again, I think just kind of encapsulated that tough minded, hard nosed mindset that you think of at the end of the day, when you think of Vikings teams that he coached back in the day. Let me talk quickly about influence because Braun brought this up. This influence is not simply, well, he had a good, a good run and his aura like emanates around the building. It, it was more of a practical influence. Yeah. 1985, he comes back and rescues them from Steckel. Then he retires after one year. But the condition in his retirement, and remember, he's retiring young. Like, think of a coach that had that much success like hanging 55? it up at like 57. Yeah. You know, like, re- like really young because he had mm-hmm. work life balance. Um, but the condition was, I want an office. And he's been consulting for 38 years with this team. Um, Kevin O'Connell met with Bud Grant every week. That's true. Bud Grant has an office, and they replicated it from Winter Park to TCO Performance Center. Bud Grant, at 95, would go to the office. Kevin O'Connell would meet with him. That's the influence. So beyond just like setting the tone for the franchise in their early years, He's literally been the constant for 60 years. How crazy is that? That's influence right there. Arif, your thoughts? No, I I think that that's extraordinary, right? Like, I always kind of wonder what the nature of those conversations are, right? Because as the game is changing, kind of like the... Um, and, and not just from like an on field, you know, this is the scheme or whatever. I, I doubt that that was much of the conversation anyway. But rather... Um, the demands upon a head coach are so substantially different, right? The way that you interact with players is so substantially different. And this is not like, a, oh my gosh, Zoomers are addicted to their phone kind of thing. It's Bud Grant didn't have free agency kind of thing, mm. right? Like, like it's just the, the, the way that you build a team, the way that you interact with the team, the way that, um, you know, you think about football, the importance football has in a football facility. And by that, I mean that marketing matters, you know, public relations matters, you know, making sure that you've got data security matters. Like, I wonder how much Bud Grant was concerned about cybersecurity at Winter Park, right? Like, all of those things uh, have substantially changed things. Coaches were much more involved in the drafting process back then. And so, um, obviously, because Grant has had a continuous office and has showed up to the Vikings, I mean, he has been witness to all these changes. And I'm really curious just kind of what, the nature of those conversations are knowing how much um, I keep saying football, but really the NFL is maybe a better way to put it. The NFL has changed so substantially and kind of what it meant to him that it was doing that and how exactly he interacted with the various Vikings head coaches uh, in response to that, because very much it seemed like the Vikings valued the insight that he provided. And uh, it would be, I think really fascinating to get some nuggets of wisdom that he'd been able to drop over the couple of years, because I'm not saying by any means that it's, that it's useless. In fact, it's probably more important than ever um, to kind of hold on to kind of an understanding of what had happened in the past as you kind of move forward in the future. But I am, I'm really fascinated by kind of what type of influence, you know, um, the Vikings were hoping to get from him and very much what they got out of it, because it seems like very much that they valued it. Yeah, he, he's a guy that just had pearls of wisdom. And I think he's quoted as saying, like, the key to success in the NFL is like, uh, it's like a, a 
good wife, a loyal dog, and a <laughs> um, I mean, good. No, it was like a patient wife, a loyal dog, and a good quarterback. I think that is. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, at least he had it right on, from the football side of it. Like he didn't say establish the run. He, I he I, had, I also like patient it. wife more than good wife. That that yeah. makes that quote really sing. Yeah. <laughs> He also did not do like any X's and O's like he hated it. He he gave that all to Jerry Burns, all of the like actual scheme and stuff. He was very much just like, I want to like be a leader of men and his the the leadership wisdom that he has given. I, I think some people in the NFL could use um, work life um, balance. Get home by five. Get your work yeah, done and, early. And a, a lot about like making letting the players feel ownership over their own product which I think a lot of coaches, there's a lot of egos that don't really want to do that, that are, you know, you are my chess pieces kind of thing. Um, and I, I think that, I don't know, that's that's good advice for some of the more dictatorial coaches. There's so many X's and O's coaches now, obviously, the Andy Reid, Sean McVay's, Bill Bell. Who's the leader of men now today? Um, obviously, nobody compares to what Bud Grant. Dan, Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, I will say it's that Andy, Andy Reid is is extremely well known for his X's and O's, but oh, yeah. I think that yeah. the thing that that makes him stick out is his leadership quality, mm-hmm. right? Like the fact that, like, because I, you know, now that I've got the ability to kind of be in these other locker rooms and and talk to teams about their coaches or or follow post games of, of a bunch of coaches, mm-hmm. it's actually really difficult to see people. Um, not difficult. It's rare to see people talk about Andy Reid as a leader as like a person, right? In the same way that they do other coaches, right? Andy Reid receives a ton of, and obviously like he is a schematic wizard, right? He is willing to go into uh, like Valdos de State's 1973 playbook and find a play and just use that, right? Like that rules, right? But a lot of it is uh, his ability to uh, empower players, like, uh, like Bron said, empower coaches is like a big part of it and make sure that players as people are like well taken care of. Um, and so I think that that like, that's one reason he's one of the most, because he, he has that schematic capability, but he also, um, but a lot of these coaches do. He also is a remarkable leader, which is why his success is translated across franchises and across quarterbacks and across uh, different league environments. Mm. And and the Vikings did in that, that NFLPA survey tested out as one of the, the organizations that is, uh, that the players are most satisfied with in terms of how they treat players' families. I would be very surprised to learn that Bud Grant had nothing to do with that. Right. Totally. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I just wish mm-hmm. people of our generation could have watched him in action, like our dads and uncles got to, because mm-hmm. just the way they talk about him, the stories they tell, it's so obvious, just the impact they had on the entire state and just this ripple effect that you're now talking about, you know, from these NFLPA surveys and things like that, when you just think Minnesota football. So, yeah, man, absolute icon. We debated the Adam Thielen, where's he at on the Mount Rushmore Vikings all-time receivers. Bud Grant, all-time Vikings history, 1-1 pick, 9 out of 10 mm-hmm. times, if not more, every time. Yep, no 158 wins. I talked to someone over the weekend who was a 21-year-old sports media intern in like 1982, and he went to a Vikings practice to, to photograph it, and he sat down on the sideline. And PR goes over to him and says, hey, Bud doesn't have anybody sit out here. <laughs> he's, a, 
He's a 21-year-old intern Dude. shaking in his boots that Bud Grant is ticked off at him. Dude, um, well, well, it's kind of still true, man. One I, of the greatest Bud Grant can't be stories. Out there. He, one of the greatest Bud Grant stories, he made his team practice the national anthem. He did, he yeah. Like, he made sure that they were like the when he got there. Right he didn't yeah. like the way the guys were like jostling around, chewing gum, spitting out on the Pirates. field. So he pulled them all aside in practice one day, make sure their toes were on the white line, helmet yep. tucked under the arm, eyes on the flag. And I'm sure some guys were thinking, like, is this guy nuts, man? But you just never it questioned him. And guys just gave 110 well, percent for him. If and, there was and, any Viking I could pick, that would be that would yeah. Be Jim Marshall's like Marshall. Yeah, that, that yeah. was like like the first week of his first year, and Jim Marshall's like, all right, who is this guy? All right, like, too much. <laughs> all right, all right. Like, I, I I just got out of Norm Van Brocklin, man. I I don't mean this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> you were in the war. We get it, dude. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. FanDuel think- uh, brings us today's show, FanDuel Sportsbook, a great resource if you want to get in the action for March Madness coming up, NBA, NHL seasons coming down the stretch. They're America's number one sportsbook. They're the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Sign up today and get your no sweat first bet. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, and you can stack bets creatively on top of each other in the same game, the same game parlays, and you can have a chance at a really big payout. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You guys want some more nuggets? Only if we got what? the uh, soundbite. Wait, wait, Grant Nuggets or Breaking News Nuggets? That's Breaking News Nuggets. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I have both, but I assume you want Breaking News Nuggets. Yeah, let's 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 do it. What do you got? Uh, Jonathan Jones almost immediately returned to the Patriots. I, I saw that was actually going to be mine. Yep, he's off. That was a possible Vikings target. Good. He's off the market. Uh, uh, Bears have agreed to terms with TJ Edwards, one of the yeah. better linebackers in the market. Ron, you shaking in your shoes yet? Brent, the, the Bears are building a team. Uh, is he better? They've upgraded or worse than from Roquan. Up, they're upgrading. It's an upgrade. Is that an? I'm genuinely asking. Is that an upgrade? Uh, I I do genuinely think that. Well, I I would say it's an upgrade from what Roquan Smith was doing in Chicago outside of his rookie year. I will yeah, say that, that rookie Roquan year Smith he, has played well in Baltimore. He balled out. Yeah. Um, uh, Austin perhaps, Eckler requested a trade. Yeah, not that's great. a spicy one. Not great yeah. for the Dallas. They're going uh, to get Bijan. Be no, no, no. You just you just trade Austin and Dalvin. Easy. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, Shaq Mason also looks like he's going to be on the trade market. Oh, interesting. Exploring trade possibilities with him. Let, let's talk about the about running that. back scuttlebutt from the weekend. Rumors are that there's a trade market for Dalvin Cook. I'm skeptical about that actually, but that they are looking to re-sign Alexander Madison. Um, Dalvin cook, he's a good player. He's also declining in skill. He's increasing in age. He's got a bad contract. 
and an outstanding civil suit, which I'm pretty sure is not resolved yet. Like, what what right. is he worth on the trade market? Uh, I don't. I, I and don't he's think coming off much. a shoulder surgery as well. Uh, can't be much. I think we're yeah. all in agreement. You're dumping we, cap with a trade. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you'd right. you'd be more than satisfied with a fifth, which sounds crazy, right? Like what? Fifth for Dalvin? You would be. I don't think the Vikings would be. I think yeah, the Vikings well, would angle for a third, and I don't think yes. they'd get better than that. I I I think I think, I, I think that everyone's instincts here are close to correct, which is that it wouldn't make sense for Dalvin cook to go for a lot more than a fifth. I think that his actual market does not make sense. I think it is closer to a third. Um, if the Vikings got less than that, I wouldn't be disappointed. This mm -hmm. is just like me making a prediction about the running back market, despite the fact that I think this running back class is pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, from, from the Texas running back all the way down to the pit running back, there are some pretty good guys in this class. Yep. But it very much seems like teams want that. I think I think this is like a Christian McCaffrey effect thing. I think the team saw what the Christian McCaffrey trade did for the 49ers, and they're a little bit too tweaked up about that. The problem is Derrick Henry is also on the market, right? So And the free agent class itself is just solid, yeah. too. I mean, solid. you combine that with the rookie class, too. Watch well, not, not if you take Alexander Madison off the market. Oh, watch out. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watch Quasi just swindle his way into a third and a fifth. The C Mac set the uh, set the bar or something. What did C Mac go for again? Two, three, and a three. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Quasi get a three. It was, it was the Panthers two that they traded to the Bears. Mm -hmm. or the the okay. 49ers two. That's that right. That's right. The Bears. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do we love Madison back on this team? Because I don't know if I do. Hmm. I love Madison. I don't okay, know if so I love Ma the Madison. Is such like an interesting because the way fans talk about Alexander Madison is like such an extreme versus yeah, how he's reported on. Yeah, he right. either isn't rosterable or he's better than Dalvin Cook. It's insane. Yeah, those are the two extremes you tend to see. And I, I just feel like the people who report on the Vikings are very much like, yeah, he's a very good backup. And they've been very consistent about that. <laughs> like there was like before camp when everyone was telling him to cut him, they're like, yeah, I could see the cut. But I think most of us had had Madison. I don't know about you, Sam, if I'm remembering correctly. But I think most of us had Madison on our 53s, right? So oh, I was a hater. Oh, you. But, were I, a hater. but I was like, I was acknowledging totally that that fine was spicy. trading him. Totally yeah, trading, fine him. trading yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I was I was acknowledging that it was spicy, but I I had to take the L there. Yeah. Um, I like I just cringe when maybe cringe is too strong. I wince. I wince when people just kind of say without any real backing. And the Vikings have the best one-two punch in the league. Really? It was always Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I, why, why would you go away from that obvious take? <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, it was like David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Aaron <laughs> Jones <laughs> and A.J. Dillon. I mean, it has to be in the discussion. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing here? It's better. We, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, that's better. Yeah. What do we, what do we, I think it's all about the money, Sam. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. will I be happy if he comes back? I mean, I'll be fine. Yeah, sure. We'll take him. Obviously they want to go about that running back by committee. Now I've always liked Madison, but anything more than about three, three and a half, 
I feel like that's about the cap you can go. Full rotation, though, moving forward. You got Kenny, yeah. by Chandler season now. Um, it would be great to have Madison back on the cheap and have, you know, one reliable veteran in the building. You got that three running back by committee now rotation set going into the draft, but not the end of the world. Again, just talked about the draft class itself. Talked about how many good, solid running backs there are out in free agency. Not the end of the world either way. Not like it sounds like on Twitter where it's like, all right, Kirk Cousins war, Alexander Madison war, not too far behind him. 1A, 1B. Yeah. <laughs> I like him in the passing game. I, I don't love him as as a running back that much, but I think if they commit to a rotation, I think he can be a piece of that. If he is the low price veteran that you're adding to the room, um, I think that's fine. I just don't want him to be the workhorse guy. So under certain conditions, I think it's I think it makes sense. I, I he I thought he got better last year. I think he played a lot less greedy. He stopped trying to be bigger Dalvin Cook and started really playing like the kind of running back that he should be, which is like a thumper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will say this about the money. If you took the 224 million salary cap and divided it evenly among 53 players, that would be 4.22 million a player. If you're making less than that, you're not guaranteed to make the team. I don't think unless a bunch of that money is guaranteed. Um, so if he comes in at like a $3 million deal, I don't want people to freak out because that's not $3 million is not what $3 million used to be. Like that's committing. $3 million money. doesn't that's, buy what it used to. Wasn't Jesse no. Davis $3 million? Not, not getting as yeah. many eggs with $3 yes. million these days. <laughs> Jesse Davis was $3 million and half of it was guaranteed and he still functionally did not make the team and they just had to trade him instead of yeah, cutting him. him that's that's different yeah but they got a seventh round pick for like what 2039 right. <laughs> i think it was a conditional seventh too conditional, i don't have uh yeah. uh pff pulled up but madison was a good pass blocker right is that one of the reasons you so. say you you like madison on uh uh in he the passing game sam like, he had a couple whiffs that i like can't get out of my brain. i like him in the screen yeah game. okay it's okay. the thing with okay madison is actually quite good in the screen game mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. about madison as a pass protector is that when he knows what his assignment is and attacks it aggressively he's actually quite fantastic he doesn't always kind of know what his assignment is and sometimes he's late to figuring it out and that makes him whiff but um which i think is a, a bigger issue right because if you're not a good pass protector but you know your assignment say like an adrian peterson like you can work with that, right? Like mm-hmm. he turns from like he turns basically into a speed bump, right? Which is useful. But if you don't know your assignment, a speed bump would be a blessing. So yeah. Alexander Madison was the 69th graded pass blocker nice. in nice. the NFL. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's like uh, Dalvin Cook chip blocking Von Miller to help Blake Brandle out on that fourth and eighteen in Buffalo. It's just a little speed bump, but you need it. Sometimes you, you need, need it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta throw your body into the right place. That's mm-hmm. All you can it's a running back mantra, really. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Just hurl yourself in the right direction, and you're all right. <laughs> but so, I, he's a part of a committee. He's. I, I think yeah. if he comes back at three million, you're not looking at. Oh, all right, here's our workhorse. He's going to get sixty percent of carries. That tells me. Oh, all right, he's going to split the 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 load with one maybe two other guys yeah and by all means you want to go test the free agent market feel like you've you've proven your worth out here by all means go for it but i think it's just going to be a rude awakening for all these guys it's just so watered down now i don't know i'm just very interested to see how this one specifically plays out and the money that he ends up getting signed for same i wonder if adam thielen gets signed today or agrees i'm sorry you can't sign agrees to a deal today and uh i wonder if he balls out in his new location, or if he fizzles out, what what do you think is more likely to occur, Arif, with Adam Thielen's future? 
uh, of like those two options, I mean, obviously I would pick someone in the middle, but of the two options, what's more likely, I guess, Fizzle, I don't think that he's in for a 1,000-yard season, so if I had to pick between 1,000 yards and 200 yards, I guess I'd pick 200. But to me, I see him as a really solid complimentary receiver. I thought, again, that he actually played pretty well last year. I think that if his cap hit wasn't 19.9, functionally $20 million, um, the Vikings would be pretty excited about having him back, even though you didn't get as many yards in the box score or anything like that. Um, because I thought he got open. I thought he pulled coverage. I thought that uh, he got the ball when it was thrown to him. It's kind of all you can ask because he can't control the targets. Um, and I think that that's going to translate wherever he goes. I think that, you know, if he signs like with the Buccaneers or whatever, actually that would be a terrible place for him to sign. I think if he signs for, um, you know, with another team or whatever, um, he'll probably be in line to get something like 750 yards, something like that. And hopefully he can kind of revive what he has been able to do in the red zone over the past couple of years. So I think he'll be fine. But if I had to choose between, you know, 1,200 and 200, I'd, I'd probably pick 200. I think yeah, I we saw too. the signs uh, in training camp start to lose a little bit of juice, which was normal, 31 at the time. And then you get to about the halfway mark in the season, numbers were down again a little bit. And again, I think we all just kind of wanted to believe that maybe it had more to do with his new role in this new KOC offense than his actual play. And then you go from a lot of 21 personnel to a lot of more 11 personnel. He finished the season with five of the last six games with 60 or less in PFF's receiving grade, so not great. Hasn't had a 1,000-yard receiving season in four years. Now he's going to be 33. So I definitely think a lot of it just depends, cliche as it is, what team he ends up with, who's his quarterback, what the role looks like in whatever offense he plays. I still think if he were to go somewhere and be that number three weapon and step into some sort of you know veteran leadership role, he can still have one, two, maybe even three above average years with someone. I mean, I agree with Arif. His hands are still great. He only dropped one pass all year. Obviously understands how to read NFL defenses. So I think he can still be a reliable third receiver for somebody. But if he goes somewhere to be the number two weapon, like the number two passing threat, that gets me a little wordy again. We obviously all just saw how that worked out this year. He's got a hard time creating separation now a little bit consistently anyways. You know he's only going to get slower and slower and kind of lose whatever little burst he has left. If he goes somewhere and he, he's you know supposed to be the number two passing weapon, then I'm not going to be surprised if he struggles a little bit. And again, plus two, now he's got to acclimate to not only a new offense, new playbook, entirely new team for the first time in his whole career too. So I'd still bet the house just trying to predict where he's going to go. It's got to be somewhere warm. He wants to swing the sticks. This guy's obsessed with golf now. So unless some team offers him <laughs> way more, like the Jets, I know Arif, I think it was you, throughout the Jets. Okay, if A-Rods goes there, all right, that's fine. But unless some team offers him way more, I think he's going somewhere warm. My God, if he's catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, oh, gross. <laughs> uh, b- breaking news. Play the noise. Play the noise. Do it. The Baltimore Ravens have released Clayus Campbell. Oh, I saw. Wait, let me. Any excuse to play it again? Harris is on the market. That's the guy that every single year, you, I feel like we're talking about Shelby Harris. He's a Mike target Zimmer for the guy. Vikings. He's a Mike Zimmer guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he'd be a good fit, I guess. He is. <laughs> oh, Janu Smith got traded for a seventh? Yeah. Nice. Reuniting with Arthur Smith. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't do anything with the Patriots. I, I get it, but I don't know. I feel like the Falcons are pretty happy. Oh, with I'd that. take that. Yeah, yeah, seventh. Why not throw a dart just, up there? Just tying uh, the bow Jason on Thielen. Returns as well. 
Um, oh, nice. Say what? Jason, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey is, is deciding not to retire. Yeah. Um, they just aside, can't get rid of him. They've been drafting who... backups for him to replace him for a decade. What? Can't do it. He, he drafted his his. I know he did. It's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. All right, oh, tied about the on. No, I had I had a no. bunny bunny trail. I wanted to to follow first. Who saw <laughs> Travis Kelsey on SNL? I did not. I saw some clips. Out? I heard it was funny, and then the debate was: Is was he funny cause... for an athlete or funny funny? I thought he Good was. Territory? I thought he was funny funny like i thought he was one of the better hosts of the year i just thought they wrote i mean it's it's really about is the that, writing is, is that a high bar right mm, i mean snl can be hit or miss but i think they they wrote really good material for him they put him in like good character roles but he actually delivered pretty like when he had to be like deadpan and not break character he was good like he was good at being kind of the straight man in a ridiculous situation. Did he ever break? Did you ever get a classic SNL just character break? Uh, maybe, a li- maybe a little one, but not yeah. really. He was pretty good. But that That's pretty impressive. Hosts breaking is like a tradition because like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not. It's it's different when it's like Jimmy Fallon. It's like, dude, this is your job. Come on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the but, bar. Did you lower the bar, Sam, because it wasn't an actor or a comedian or a guy, you know, in Hollywood or any background with that stuff? Or are you saying he was legit? He was funny, like, funny. Like Woody Harrelson was the week before, and I I thought good? I thought that Woody was bad, and okay. I thought that Travis Kelsey was great. I and um, I don't think it was because I just think they didn't put Woody in good situations. I I think it's really about that. The that would be the only explanation to me because I Woody is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. I will say that like I think situations control things in terms of how successful someone is on SNL. Um. But it can only get you like seventy five percent of the way there. I thought. For example, Elon Musk was put into a lot of situations that are kind of funny. I don't think the writing was good, but also the execution was poor when he was like the host, right? Like Wario on trial in a courtroom to me <laughs> so is good. perfect. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How so could you good. screw that up? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elon was not great. Yeah. Also, yeah, maybe had some some biases against Elon because he's ruining Twitter, but. Um, that was probably before. Was that before Twitter? I can't remember. No, no, it was well before. Way the, before. It was like Twitter. years ago. Yeah. yeah, huge miss opportunities there. I'm, yeah, I'm, you're right, Sam. A lot of it's like writing now is just like kind of a a thing because like that was one of the biggest hosts that they've announced. Like a lot of people watch that one. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that oh, was yeah. when Dogecoin had all the buzz and hype. Yeah. Too. Like, oh yeah, that was that yeah. month crypto yeah. era to the moon crypto era. Like that. So put a, putting a bow on Thielen. There just isn't, there's no meaningful trend in his career that would tell me a team sees him on the market and says, we're making you the number two. I, that's hard for me to, to wrap my head around, which means they're probably going to pay him wide receiver three money, or maybe they've got a lot of cap to play with and just want to, you know, they've got maybe a rookie receiver who's their number one or two. They have some money to spend at that position. So they bring him in and he's just like a, you know, a number three in a pass happy offense. Um, I just don't think he's going to get the target share to to really be that meaningful. Probably a red zone guy still. I think he scores more touchdowns in his career. But I don't see him being like a long-term fit on another team. I don't think he's going to be anywhere for three years or more. I don't. Um, am I off on that, Braun? He's in his retirement tour era. That's fine. 
I still think I always thought that Thielen would be the kind of guy that would like age gracefully where like he wouldn't become, you know, like I, he wouldn't become a 200 yard receiver. He would be all right. He's like a 600 ish, 700 ish yard guy. And then that he can sustain that for a couple of years because what made Adam Thielen good, he was always a good, good enough athlete for a wide receiver. Like he was a good, he was a good athlete. That was a, a, always a positive. Yeah, but before two at the regional combine. Yeah. It was that, what? something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but like the way he runs routes, the way he occupies space, there's a certain competitiveness after the catch that he just always has that stuff you carry with you as you age. Um, and I think can still win him reps even as his speed slows down. So I always thought that he would be able to age gracefully. He'll go somewhere, he'll play a couple years, and I bet he'll be a, a, a contributor that they're all very happy with as long as they don't pay him $20 million. Call back to an argument I remember winning from way back, a thing I never do on this show. <laughs> <laughs> way back on the, on, the, on the football machine in the previous place of employment with a very, very similar podcast crew. Uh, Sam, you posed the question, um, who is going to age more gracefully from here on out, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen? And I had just come off of an argument with all of you that Stefan Diggs, despite underproducing Thielen for three consecutive years, was the better receiver than Adam Thielen. And I, I planted my flag in the ground that Stefan Diggs would age better, not only because he was younger, despite them both having started for the Vikings at the same time, but because Adam Thielen's injuries were much bigger concerns than Diggs's maturity. Um, and I think at the time he might have been coming off an injury too, if I remember correctly. But Adam Thielen had like back injuries and ankle injuries, and those follow you. And Diggs did not. And and your argument was that Adam Thielen was is basically Luke's argument that Adam Thielen plays a style of football that does not require your athleticism to be at a remarkably high level, right? Because he is a, a phenomenal route runner. And I I just want I just want to I just want to circle uh, my victory lap around. <laughs> So you you've got you've got like the champagne to pop now that you stuck it to us. You've uh you put the dagger in, you twisted it. Yeah. Now you're gonna celebrate, you're gonna dance on dance on the graves of a lost argument. A one argument. I applaud you. I applaud you. That's intense yeah, behavior. It's important. Yeah. Uh someone asked me in a podcast, uh, what, what was the, what was your worst take? And I said, I don't remember my bad takes. Yeah, the corollary <laughs> is I remember my good ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um any other breaking news just want to play the sound bite? that i can see i got one play it. guard ben wait. powers plans wait go guard ben powers plans to sign with the denver broncos i believe a four-year deal but i don't have the terms yet so does that mean dalton reisner probably on the way out was Poss- he they could, they could they could fill both guard positions right yeah uh, oh, see. today's but it looks show like... is brought to you by Built Bar. Um, it's March Madness, and the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff. Now is your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for the cookies and cream puff. That's my favorite. Uh, vote for that bar too. I would, I would suggest it. Support your team. Support your bar or puff. Uh, when you go to vote for your favorite bar, Puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or Puffs delivered monthly 
straight to your door. You got to try Built, best protein bar ever. Super amazing. 100% real chocolate, low in sugar, high in protein. Real chocolate. That's right. I don't know how they do it, but they figured it out and they nail it every time. BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Love All to right. see them get into the elections game. That's really fantastic for them. Grief. What? <laughs> I, I, Sam? I, 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 I love democracy. <laughs> I don't, what's, what's the issue? Uh, There's an know. audience to this show that does know. not see the private uh, chat on StreamYard. <laughs> yeah, that's why I use it. All right. Um, anybody have a harebrained trade that they would like to put forth? As we begin the week, I'll start and I'm going to I'm going to steal it from a Twitter user, Don, who sent it to me over the weekend. Hear me out. Blockbuster deal. Kirk, JJ and Hunter to San Fran for Debo, Lance, Bosa and picks. I guess it depends on the picks. Yeah, what I, kind of I, picks? I, <laughs> first let, that's what I wanted to sort out. <laughs> so Kirk Jeez. for Lance. Kirk for Lance. Okay. I think that is that is picks to the Vikings in that case, right? Yep. Lance yep. is unproven. Even though Kirk is expensive and old. Um, Kirk is still okay. giving them I, as as quarter. someone who strongly believes that, that Lance is better as a safety than as a quarterback. Two things. <laughs> one, Kirk has one year left on his deal. Two, Lance has like three and an option left on his deal. Um, but also, uh, you you can... The deal is so friendly for Lance because he's a, he's a quarterback in a rookie contract. I don't think that that's picks to Vikings. I think it's a bad deal for the Vikings, but I think any scenario where Kirk for Lance based on the current contract situation, um, I think that's picks to the 49ers, which is why I've always hated that trade uh, proposal because I think people well, were bad. Well, let's call it even then. Let's say that there's no, let's just say it's player for player. Okay. You get, the, so you that's get a wash. The, the, the rookie contract and they get the better QB. So All right. So, that's that's so it's names. Hunter for Bosa and then Jefferson for Samuel. Right. So obviously it's picks to the Vikings in the JJ exchange. Right. And it's probably picks to the 49ers in the Hunter Bosa exchange. So right. really, it's it's kind of an even deal. Yeah, you gotta love Trey Lance, basically. If yeah, if you're trading Justin Jefferson away, you're getting waterboarded. Absolutely. I, I have I have no interest in entertaining this. You gotta be <laughs> you gotta be not only I, obsessed I, with Trey Lance, I, have I, a game plan, but also be getting. I, the I think my different. opinion is based on feels not reels, and I'm not gonna apologize for that. That's Don't fair. trade away I, JJ. Uh I I, th- I think that the the Jefferson for Samuel results in net more. For the Vikings, than than the, the Bosa, Bosa and results for, yeah. which is crazy given how good Nick Bosa is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, this is just a bunch of players I personally don't like. I I don't love this. <laughs> I'll say I like Debo Samuel. That's all I'll say. 
but uh, <laughs> but it's you like don't I don't like Nick Bosa. No, I will not be going into detail. Ask Bill Barr. Um, but <laughs> I think that I think that I, I like Hunter a lot. I love Jefferson. Who doesn't love Jefferson? Right. Apparently, and, Sam. As much as as much as I clown on Kirk, what? the the bit with NDSU has gotten so far that I just, I cannot stand an NDSU quarterback on this team. So <laughs> that was destroy you. <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's players. I don't like for players. I like, this is a very feels, but I think from a, I think that the pick difference between Jefferson and Samuel is larger than the pick difference between Bosa and Hunter. So you'd have to figure out what the difference is. Probably only a second. Um, only is a weird thing to say here. Um, and also the 49ers don't have a second, right? They traded it for McCaffrey. Um, so what do you do then? Because I don't think the 49ers are going to trade next year's first, which is the typical discounting, right? I don't think they have next year's second. So now what? I'll take another player. Can I get a Fred Warner or a uh, Eric? Fred Warner is not worth a second. I, I don't I don't think Drake Greenlaw is worth I think I think you're in a tough maybe Traverius. Funga? I'm just looking at this depth chart here. Funga is worth more than a second. The this 49ers have seven comp picks. Surely there's there's a way. Yeah, they got just... three third rounders. Can I get two yeah. of those? Yeah. Grab yeah, grab two of those third rounders and see if you like that. See if you like two third rounders, Kirk, JJ, and Hunter for Lance Bosa. Yeah, yeah I don't even like talking about this. this is, I'm with Luke. And two thirds. Don't forget that, Luke. Two thirds. Right. right. Um, imagine a offseason and a be draft anything. period where you can't Can trade you your comp picks. Oh my gosh. What was that? All right, so, so, hear so what's happening? About what's Trey happening Lance? today? The, yeah, let's the... hear no, 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 no. Let's hear a funny stat about Trey Lance. Uh, go ahead. Uh, since high school, he has started fewer games than C.J. Stroud. Do you know how many passes he's thrown since high school? Uh, Can I guess? No. Yeah, go ahead and guess. I just looked right. up games started. So one season at NDSU where they didn't throw much. That's about they probably made a run. So that's fifteen games. I was 15. I'm assuming he played most of the year. Um, 200. He did not cower away in the playoffs like Carson Wentz. That's true. I'm going to say 247. I did not expect anyone to actually guess lower than the actual number. Um, It's like 417. Oh, I was pretty conservative in assuming he threw 15 passes a game at NTSU. That was probably low. Yeah. But uh, Anthony Richardson has attempted 393 passes in his college career. Yeah. In his famously short college career. Right. But but since high school, Trey Lance, or yeah. I should, including high school, Trey Lance. So, that, so that's two oh, years. Including of high school. Sorry, in including high school. Yeah. Oh, my including God. Including high school. Sorry. Including. That's yeah. So high school and college. Yeah. And Trey Lance. Oh, because in high school, he, he didn't. So Anthony Richardson. Yeah, he played quarterback well, no for like one year. In high school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was 99 attempts in high school. So 417. Uh, Bryce Young threw 575 times this year. <laughs> hey, um, Inman. Inman, question about the Bears. And then if anyone has a, has a mock trade, we can do that too. But Inman, does the Panthers deal with Chicago make it more likely they're taking one of the top two guys like Stroud or Young? Like, does that eliminate some dark horse like Richardson or Levis who's probably not 
Going well, they came one. out and they said they really liked two guys, and you would assume that it would be Young or Stroud, but I- I'm not counting out Anthony Richardson by any means right now, not after that combine. He's going to get so much hype. Really, what I'm not counting out is them moving that pick again. I mean, there's so much time between now and the draft. I think teams are going to start to cave. There's so many teams that need a quarterback. They want to hit the reset button. They want a quarterback on a new rookie deal. There's four kind of polarizing guys out there, depending on where you got them ranked. I think they're going to get a more than one good offer that they're going to have to contemplate quite a bit. And depending on how far they think they can move down, obviously Houston at two is going to take a quarterback as well. They could maybe move down with Houston. Maybe they could sell Houston on the fact that, hey, we really love the guy that you love. Obviously, there's a lot of smokescreen, and that's why the draft is you know, so interesting. There's a lot of different variables and things like that, widely entertaining for people like us. But I'm not so sure that at the end of the day, they may even pick at number one. But gun to my head, C.J. Stroud. If they were going to pick a quarterback, I think that's who Frank Reich likes. It's interesting because theoretically, the price goes up the closer we get and teams get more urgent or there's a bidding more. So by making the deal now... You it might be an investment. You might be able to get more, hundred percent, than what you gave up. That's super interesting, very interesting. Play the sound, um, Sam. What? Play oh, the sound. One? Play the sound. Oh, I'm I'm addicted to this. Slot <laughs> machine. The Packers, they did it. They agreed they to it. They're all pro returner Keyshawn Nixon on a one year deal for six million. Don't do that to us. Is it? We even. Pro- I was. I was not. Uh, the that was like the second. Guy. That was like the thing that Packers fans were like second most interested in. Like also, they it would, it were would obsessed not, over him. He's good. It would not shock me if Keyshawn Nick, and Nixon takes the Vikings to the woodshed over the next couple of years. That's what I'm saying. He's as, a, as a returner, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's legit. He's a guy you don't love to play twice a year. That's for he, sure. Well, he took the Vikings to the woodshed on. Uh, Yes. On that slippery turf in Lambeau. Any other mock trades you'd like to see or just a prediction for the next for today, the next couple days for the Vikings? Well, uh, here's here's a mock trade slash kind of breaking news. Don't know if you want to play the sound, Sam. I do. Okay. Fans want it. You you're you are fans Uh, for the fans. (laughs) It's it's good. The, Let's abuse it. It's good. The the uh, the news is that the Broncos have been aggressively shopping, but with a high price tag, all three receivers. So KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I say all three receivers. They have one three receivers, but the three receivers people know because uh, no one respects Tim Patrick except Tim Patrick. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's good. But uh, yeah, so those three receivers are on the trading block. Would you, knowing that Abdiel is gone, trade for one of them? And how much would you trade for the one that you've just selected? I'm so bad at figuring out what trade compensations would be. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you bad at no this idea. job. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm a podcaster. Everyone's bad at being. I'd a trade a second for Sutton and a third for Judy in a heartbeat. Judy would go for more than a third. That's for sure. Well, all I got is a third. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> take it and leave it, kid. All right. We Off will collect every 2020 first round receiver. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I got is a third. <laughs> Is Henry Ruggs reinstated? Let's get them all. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, wouldn't you have no, to get he's CD in jail, too? Dude. That's tough. Yeah. Let's do it. That's that wow. That's how much would you give up for a combination? It's like it's a four-team trade, but how much do the Vikings give up <laughs> for CD Lamb? <laughs> CD Lamb, <laughs> Jerry Judy, and 
a recently reinstated Henry Ruggs. What is, what I, is your Henry Ruggs gets a, a release every Sunday for four hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's the <laughs> it's just work email release. him the game plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Luke, what's what are you trading away to get? I mean, this is primarily CD, but obviously, you know, to collector edition kind of thing for you. Collector so, edition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know what the deal is. Ruggs is not under contract, right? So you just bring him in. You're not trading the Raiders for him, right? Yeah, no, they released him. Yeah, yeah. So Judy, and I'll go. I guess Judy and CD. Uh, I will go. Somehow, I don't know who what goes to who, but a first, a third, and a fifth. That seem right? Not enough. All, all, all you have to figure out is. I what don't you're think. Doing I don't know. It depends yeah. on where the one is too. Are you talking a top ten you, you one? Can, just remember, a normal middle like round another one. Team to make it all work out so that everybody gets. Yeah. The Vikings give up. So yeah, first a third and a fifth. I, I want you to know I am guessing. Or whatever I, it's. I oh yeah, it's hard. I, I don't. I don't think you're too far off. I think that you're lowballing it a little bit, but I think that that Diggs went for a one. For I know now we're three. What a three to over. five. I think you went for exactly what Luke just said. Let's do it. Okay, so that's and then, one. And then so I'm getting on the player. phone with the Bengals, and we're talking about T. Higgins. Are <laughs> you going to get Michael Pittman too? Brandon Ayuk. Let's uh, all of them. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I, 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 I are, are, are the Bears going to give up Chase Claypool? Are the Bears going to give up Chase Claypool? Yes, for the fourth round pick he he's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! All receivers. Yeah. Oops. All receivers. <laughs> just don't have a tight end room. Just, just the Vikings will be the cutting edge team it's, that it's, just it's foregoes just tight ends. You say, hey, Chase, you're a tight end now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're thick. Hey, yeah. Trevon Diggs, you're a receiver now. <laughs> Trade for Diggs, too. Get them all. Vikings are doing two way players, trying to preserve roster spots. Denzel Mims on the practice squad. Mims. Mims, <laughs> bring him in. I'll never him quit him. You got another one. Bring him in. We, we got we had another Josh Doxson situation. Come on <laughs> down. <laughs> Greg Childs, contestant Greg on Childs the coaching. Squad. He's your receiver coach. <laughs> Greg, Greg Childs, Childs. No, Why not? That's great. That's Arif. Sorry, we took up so much time here. Oh, uh, that's right. Congratulations, Arif. You won your XFL parlay over the weekend. You were the only one of us to win. Well done. That's crazy. Luke is still the only one who watches. <laughs> I got real close. I came came within a couple of conversions. Were it six point conversions or four point conversions? <laughs> what kind of conversions? <laughs> <laughs> talk about? Yeah, just go tell the casino that they'll give you your money back. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> Come on, couple conversions. Come on. Come on. I'm a member. See the card. <laughs> I'm a member. A uh, big matchup between the Guardians and Vipers, both 0 and 4 on Saturday. Oh God! When do the Defenders it. play the Roughnecks? They're both 4 and 0. Yeah, that's circle it on your calendar. Is it Week Six? If that's yes. not the championship, something. Week Six, Mart Monday Night Football. Joe Buck, I'm sure, is going to be put on the call Monday night, the 27th. <laughs> Roughnecks Defenders. You guys want to have Joe a Buck? I'm sure pizzas? will be put on the call. What do you think? Aikman and Buck. Yeah, no, for sure. The XFL definitely has that kind of money. Cool. All right. It's established. Aikman makes then. more now than he did as a player. I know because of that Aikman tweet I tweeted at. <laughs> um, that's great. Lastly, to end the show, 
and it's been a packed show all over the place, but fun. It's time to tell you who spilled their proverbial drink on the sofa. Get ready for this week's Party Foul. Um, anything Party Foul worthy from the Oscars last night, Inman? I I watched a little bit of it. Actually, more than a little bit. I watched a lot of it. It's a tough bar to reach when you're following Will Smith slaps Chris Rock at the end, then gives a 12-minute speech for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing crazy like that. I thought <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel that. was <laughs> solid. He was fine. Jimmy Kimmel had some good one-liners here and there. That was fine. But Didn't he I think about like uh, the the harry styles controversy that's uh, hilarious to me i didn't actually watch the clip maybe i, I watched 85 i missed a few spots here and there yeah but he was I, like I as, the, as the youngest nobel peace prize winner what's your opinion of mm-hmm. harry Styles? <laughs> he, he had fan questions it yeah. was all it was all built up to be a dig at matt damon right because they've got that quote unquote i didn't rivalry. watch the clip i just i just it was described to me so the yep, concept that's exactly what it was funny. he went in the crowd asked okay. an actress um like that question and then he asked Jessica Chastain. He's like, oh, another question here from uh, Jimmy. Uh, was it hard being Matt Damon's co-star because he smells bad and can't read or something something like that? Um, but I Love thought... I, I thought um, The, uh, the no. best part of the whole thing was... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Everything Everywhere all at once, but it, it's one of they the sweat. best movies of the year for me, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The kid from Goonies, Data, Indiana Jones, obviously... To see him be out of Hollywood for 20, 30 years and then come back and make this movie and win Best Supporting Actor. And then they win Best With Harrison Ford right there. With Harrison yeah. Ford right there. The, it was a big Harrison man. Ford hug. Awesome. That, that was, was cool. awesome. That's and just cool. the movie is so good, too. Um, a lot these of are, these uh, are the worst party fouls we've ever done. These, I've got two. I've got two more Oscar ones. So Hugh Grant oh, okay. yeah. being a total tool on the red carpet. Hugh Grant's brand is just now to be a jerk. Yeah. And then secondly, Cocaine Bear. Stepping on Elizabeth Banks's dress and tripping her on the way to the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's on brand though for that, cocaine. That cocaine. For cocaine, it was bear. very clearly not on purpose. She almost fell. And oh, right also, her her they had her voice was she was bear costume yeah. pretending to be yeah. cocaine yeah. bear at the yeah office. they did. Because yeah, it was for visual it. effects. They were announcing the award for visual effects. And they're like, oh. this is what Cocaine Bear would have looked like without visual effects. And it was just, a- just give a bunch of examples about great visual effects movies. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they should pay VFX artists then. <laughs> they should. One would think. They should. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mark Fowl is on the way. NFL media reporting about this Lamar Jackson thing and carrying teams water. That's it. I mean, I, I think it's yep. pretty obvious, right? Uh, most teams would trade two first-round picks for a franchise-quality quarterback, even if he's got an injury history. Just take a look at the quarterbacks with injury histories that have gotten giant money deals, a lot of guaranteed. Um, like Tony Romo is a good example, right? Matt Stafford's a pretty good example. Um, teams would absolutely trade two first-round picks for a player uh, at Lamar Jackson's age. The barrier of uh, a high likelihood of guaranteed is something worth talking about, but it is not, I think proof that he shouldn't be signed or anything like that. And also uh, the idea that the Ravens could just match is whatever to me. I think just like the NFL teams are typically not defeatist when it comes to attempting to sign somebody. So doing the work for somebody is kind of a silly argument. The only argument that holds any water for me that I think would matter for most free agents, but not for quarterbacks would be that they have to be in a holding pattern for five days as they wait for the Ravens to respond. So um, which is whatever, I don't care. 
um, it's a quarterback, right? Like, I, it's, I, I think that the way, like, I think you can say all of these things are reasons NFL teams are not interested, but to report on this stuff uncritically or without the context of, like, previous deals, uh, Peyton Manning made teams wait seven days. Drew Brees made teams wait five days. You just, the quarterbacks just make it. Aaron Rodgers is making the Jets wait right now. Mm. <laughs> it's 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 i don't know it this sucks the way that people have been talking about it you can say hey you know this is an escrow thing so these teams are out this is a this thing te- these teams are out but i feel like the way people are reporting it uncritically is 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 very annoying that's my party foul mm-hmm. it's not as good as cocaine bear i'm going back to the oscars 10 nominations for best picture what are we doing 10 10 five maybe what? six Ten? Ten honorable mentions in there. Give well, okay. a couple of these movies some pub. Yeah, no, I that movie looks super trippy and weird. Apparently, it's good. The only movie I Apparently. saw, just of all the of Oscars. Them, the only movie I saw that was nominated for anything was Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe movie. That's it. Maybe the worst movie of the bunch. I've heard. Uh, I heard the it was good. The only the only things I've seen recently are The Menu on HBO Max. Really it's fantastic. Enjoyed it a lot. Really good. Um. And Last of Us, which just uh, finished up season one, I assume, based off of mm-hmm. what which the episode was, to do what happened in the game, the Oscars. But right, I, I, mean, I told you that the only things I've seen recently are that, which means I've not seen any movies in theaters. You Got watched it. the last episode last night, Arif? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty solid. I, the pacing is tough. Yeah, agree. Yeah, agree. the 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 pacing of the game for for the moments that were depicted in the show were were, were significantly better. It felt like every other episode was just an absolute banger, cliffhanger, edge of my seat, and then the episodes in between them were almost just like fillers, setting some stuff up here or there. Yeah, and and four fillers, really good. Uh, correct, right? four fillers. Mm-hmm. But I I agree that it was especially when you end on one that was kind of exactly. I'm not going to say flat was just no. fine. The acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. To me, it was mm-hmm. the pacing was an mm-hmm. issue. Uh, we got a roll. Braun, did you have one? Yeah. Uh, my party fell goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, allegedly, for allegedly uh, petitioning or aiming to alter workers' comp laws in Ohio. Ah, uh, there's is, a lot to the story. This I, is I mean, very Arabian. It's a... It's yeah, it's a very complicated thing, and the, the Bengals have not commented at all, so we don't really know what, like, they're... I, argument even is I, as, uh, as someone who is super inclined to believe the NFLPA, I think they are either mistaken or misleading. I looked into the proposed law. I looked, I talked to some lawyers. It is not what the NFLPA is saying. If anything, I would say, in my opinion, right? If anything, I would say the party file actually goes to the NFLPA. And I'm someone who is extremely sympathetic, obviously, to the NFLPA. All right, I'll take your word for that, and in that case, I'll put the party foul on myself for getting got by an old tweet to start this show. That's right. It feels like forever. Unacceptable. It feels like an hour and thirteen minutes ago that that happened. I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to do a notes app apology for that one. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Just have to do a twit longer. Uh, oh my god, note notes app is for athletes. Twit longer is for like esports. That's the only reason esports are not sports <laughs> is because the way that the athletes apologize. In <laughs> Is via because they longer. apologize via Twitter longer. They're too online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a video apology if it's like a Will Smith incident. I don't know yeah, if we're right. at that point, but we're close. That'd be a good bit. <laughs> um, thanks guys for for the show, for the breakdowns, for the analysis. 
Plenty more to come on Vikings free agency. Uh, Luke and I will be back at it tomorrow. Also talking draft. That's not over yet either. We still got plenty more uh, draft analysis to come. So that's coming tomorrow on the Minnesota Football Party. For Luke, Luke, Arif, I'm Sam. Comment below your thoughts on the Vikings free agency plan. How do you think it's going? What do you think about um, the Dalvin Cook trade rumors? And uh, we'll talk to you soon on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.